0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Through the Bible, we go, and uh, we're in the second week of a of a fun little summer series. And um, there's a lot of traveling going on in July, so my series for fun is is called "Gone Fishing," "Gone Fishing." Because, boy, have I been told the last few weeks, Pastor, we'll we'll see you in a little while, but we're gone fishing. And uh, so I just thought, well, shoot, I'll just go fishing too. But I'm going to do it in a different way, and I'm going to preach about it. So Gone Fishing is our series, and today is week number two. And if there's ever been a series that builds one week upon the next, it's this series. So today, there might be some stuff shared that you really should have been here last week to fully get. So that's why we offer our messages online on our website, calvaryftw.com. And then we also offer them on our app. If you're someone with a smart device, feel free to download that app even now because my sermon notes are going to be on the app every single Sunday, Calvary FTW. No matter what device you have, your app store will have it. So here we go, part number two. What's in your tackle box? Matthew 4, verse 18. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon and Peter. Um, Simon called Peter, rather, and Andrew. So we have Peter and Andrew on the shore. And it says they were throwing a net in the water. They had a cast net. They're throwing that net in the water because they fished for a living. They were professional fishermen. Verse 19, Jesus called out to them. He called out to Peter and Andrew, and he says, Come follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. I'm going to show you how to fish for people. I know you've been fishing for a living, and and I'm not trying to interrupt your career path, but I do want to interrupt your purpose because not everyone's purpose is their career path. All of us have a purpose from God, the reason you were created and conceived by, by by your parents and created by God, God has a purpose for your life. Can somebody say amen? God has a purpose for your life. And I will tell you, it's, it's, it's to go to heaven, but it's also to take someone with you. So today, week number two of Gone Fishing, we're going to learn a little bit more about fishing for people. Fishing for people. And this whole month, I'm just kind of... It's kind of like coaching, we're just teaching a little bit. We're kind of take this summer month when there's a lot of people in and out and there's, and there's a lack of consistency in everybody's schedule. I'm taking this month and doing a little coaching, a little teaching on to do what I wake up every day to do, and that is to fish for people. And I'm going to be showing you some things that I know work because I use them. And then I'll be telling you some things that other people do. And uh, Because here it is, everybody. Here's the drop the mic statement. We're called to populate heaven and empty hell, okay? And I don't make any apologies for the strong language because every single person is facing eternity, and it matters. People matter, and our job is to get to heaven, take somebody with us, amen? So let's get started today. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Here's what the Bible says concerning fishing for people. It uses a word that I'm going to work from for just a a brief time. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. Everyone say wisdom. He that wins souls is wise. So. If you're winning souls, you did it because you used a little wisdom. You don't catch people. You don't you don't win people to God out of out of not knowing what you're doing. It just doesn't happen. Uh, it, it does not happen by accident. You use some wisdom, and I'm going to share with you a little wisdom from my tackle box today. And I want you to get it in your tackle box because when we get to work tomorrow, or when we get to be with our families later today, we're gonna we're we're gonna fish. And we're going we're gonna to make sure that we're doing all we can do to lead someone to God. Well, the sport of fishing, you don't catch fish in the sport of fishing, real fish, if you're not wise either. I've been in the boat of a few people that, as a guest, I have a few friends that like to fish. And they've put me in their boat and, and buddy, we caught the fish. But it wasn't by accident they knew what they were doing. They were wise. All the fishermen, men and women and students in the room, wise fishermen, they know what the weather forecast is. They know the temperature of the water. Did you hear that? Is that crazy? They know the temperature of the water. I texted one of my buddies, this has been about three or four years ago. I said, Hey, I really want to go fishing and this week's great. He said, The water temperature's not right. I'm like, The water temperature? There's fish, right? And it's water, right? Let's go fishing. No, the water temperature's not right. I've had another friend of mine that, that, that wanted to fish so bad that he invited me to go fishing and neither of us looked at the weather forecast. You know where this is going. Lake Tewakini, $60,000 bass boat, $60,000 bass boat, and we catch a few fish and here comes the storm. And when I tell you, I tell Mickey. I said, Mickey, uh, uh, that that doesn't look too good. That, that, that right there's clouds, buddy, and uh, they're dark clouds. Are, are, should we go? Nah, we're fine. We're catching fish. I said, Mickey, uh, that that's really starting to blow. The wind is blowing, Mickey. Are, should we go? No. Oh, don't worry about it, it's just weather patterns of the year of the summer. <laughs> yeah, weather patterns. We sunk the boat. I didn't say uh, that it took in water, it's gone. $60,000. Some of y'all are looking at me like, true, we swam for hours, we were rescued. Pretty embarrassing. And all you could see was the trolling motor bobbing up and down. Everybody say the weather matters. Wise fishermen know the temperature of the water. They know the weather. They know what baits to use. I've been in the boat before. I'm fishing with red baits and I'm not catching. This guy's fishing with blue baits and he's catching a fish every time. Wise, not so wise. So where are we going with this? All of this matters when you're fishing for people. you got to know the temperature. you got to know the weather forecast. you got to know what baits to reach into your tackle box and use at what time. Let me share with you what I've learned about fishing for people and trying my best to share Jesus with other people and making sure that I bring them to a place of salvation in Christ. First of all, when the fish are biting, wise fishermen never, ever miss their moment. I know some fishermen in this church, they'll skip work to go fishing when the bite's on. They'll get divorced to go fishing when the bite's on. A little stretch, but it's close. They will not eat if the bite's on. I've been in the boat with people before, and I'm like, hey, it's 12. Let's go eat. We didn't come to eat. We came to fish. They're so serious about the moment. Here's what I believe, everybody. Not every single relationship that you have is just a random relationship. I believe with all my heart that God divinely designs and orchestrates relationships. Here's how we put it. God puts you at the right place at the right time, and it's not by accident. How do I know this? First of all, I've lived it. Secondly, I'll give you Scripture. Psalm 37 and 23, reading from King James Version of Scripture. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I thought I I called the shots in my schedule. Well, this is maybe what you're thinking. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, in his heart, a man plans his course. Sure, you have your appointment set for Tuesday. You, you You probably have laid out a meal plan for the week. Maybe you've scheduled your vacation at a certain place a certain time. Maybe some of you have looked already on the school calendar. You know exactly when the first day of school is. I get it. We plan our course, but Proverbs 16 and 9 says, but the Lord determines his steps. It's one thing to set a schedule. It's a whole other thing, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you get into the fishing for people business and I don't mean for monetary profit, I mean when you're fulfilling your purpose in God, it's one thing to set your schedule, it's another thing to be aware of every single moment and encounter when God allows you to cross paths with people. It's happened to me so many times. You can't afford to miss the moment That was designed by God before you were conceived of your mom and dad. God has equipped you. He has called you. And he has literally designed a path for you to walk. That along that path there will be certain people that come into your life for reasons that are eternal reasons. Hey everybody. I got big news for all of us in this room. I'm not talking about a career path. I'm talking about the path to your purpose. It will always include and involve people. There's a reason, Ray Johnson, that you and I met and fell in love with one another's hearts and spirits. There's a reason. Was the reason for me to officiate Linda's funeral? That was without question one of the reasons, but there's more reasons to come. Every relationship has weight to it. Colton Melissa Smith, there's a reason that you and I cross paths. There's a reason that you and Michael and Ashley cross paths. It's bigger than just an ice cream cone or a birthday party, it's bigger than a night out to dinner. Eternity matters, and God has a plan to reach people. Guess what the plan is? People. There is no backup plan. Every person that hears the gospel will hear the gospel through people. I don't know about you, but I want to get in the game. I want to be on the team. I want to play a role in bringing somebody to heaven with me. Somebody say "Man, Come on and clap your hands to Jesus. You can't afford to miss your moment, man. Wise fishermen, when the bite's on, they're up and out of the house. And they're into their place looking for the right moment to catch a fish. When you start your car in the morning and head off to Alcon, when you head off to Harris Southwest, when you head off to to, to your employment of plumbing and running electrical wire, no matter where you're heading, you got to be aware of the moment. You will not just accidentally meet people. If you're a believer, if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, God allows you to set your schedule, but the Bible said he determines your steps. So be aware. Be in the moment. Don't just shake the hand and keep moving. That person could be the fish of the day. That was pretty clever. That was like, I should have put that in my notes. I need to. Rem- Lord, help me remember that in the third service. That was awesome. All right. So we're in the moment. I meet Joe. I meet Sally. Here's where the getting gets good. Again, guys, this is a little bit different type sermon series. I know this is kind of coaching this month, but 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 I'm I'm coaching us because I know what the fall has in store. In the fall, it's going to be harvest time. Families get back into their normal routine. And God is going to use you to populate heaven. So th- if you'll just give me this month, I'm just trying to, trying to coach us up to get ready for what's coming in your family's life. You're fit to do life in another level. You're, you're not just going to have friends. You're going to catch fish. Okay? So, so here, here's where we are. We're in the moment and we stopped long enough to talk to Joe and Sally. So what are we looking for? This is big, guys. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. Paul tells the church in Corinth that he that he that he was so intentional about the relationships. He knew that there was a niche reason for him and the church in Corinth to intersect and he said it this way. He says, "My work my work, my place, my job, my calling. What I do is I'm I'm not just a general practitioner, I'm a specialist. My work was to plant the seed in your hearts. Now Apollos, Apollos, he's gonna water the work, and God, God's gonna cause the increase and the garden to grow in your hearts. But me, this is what I do I plant the seed of faith in your hearts. So everybody in the room, listen to me. Be in your moment. Don't miss your your introduction to people, but then it's time to be intentional and you're looking for something. You ready? You're wanting to look for the spiritual sweet spot that every single person has in their heart. They have a tender place. I have stood with, with men, and, 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 and I am not being a judgmental, hard-nosed, Bible-beaten preacher. I'm only trying to set a scenario. I have stood with men that have the worst language with one beer in one hand and, 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 and another beer in the next, and they're telling off-color jokes, and they're, and they're wild, and they're crazy. And I've heard their tender spot. So you can't judge a book by its cover. Every person you'll ever meet has a tender spot that can only be met by God. But God's gonna use you to hear it and to see it. They may be rough and tough, but they're tender about their children. They may be cold and and dry but they're tender about their parents. They might, they, it, it, the, 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 their tender spot might be business. They might be business-oriented. They might be number people. They might be, be business-oriented number people. And God has equipped you and set you on the path to be able to hear, hear where their need is, and then you get to be intentional about what you pray about. What you pray over them. And this is not what I mean. Hi, Joe, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good my marriage. Let's pray over that marriage in Jesus' name. You just missed the fish because that was weird. What I mean is when you walk away, Joe's now a burden on your life. And now you you have something to pray about. I get tickled at people that tell me I don't know what to pray about. You're, you're, you, you, have, you don't have eyes and ears if you don't have something to pray about. I mean, come on. First of all, all of us have our own stuff we got to pray about. <laughs> our, our students right now are having Tuesday night's prayer, Tuesday night prayer, uh, every Tuesday night. And and by the way, a lot of you parents, uh, your, your kids have obviously haven't told you about that. So I'm telling you. Uh, Tuesday night prayer, student prayer, student prayer, student prayer, Tuesday nights. But I got tickled the other night. My daughter brought a friend with her, and and I picked my daughter and the friend up, and the friend was so cute and so real and so honest and so authentic. It just blessed the fire out of me. I picked them up, and they got in the back seat of the truck, and I said, how was prayer? It was good. I said, y'all enjoy it? And her little friend said, I was done in two minutes. I didn't have anything else to pray about. (laughs) I said, how cute are you? Because, son, I will never forget when the preacher would tell me we're going to pray an hour. I'm like, an hour? I'll sleep 58 and pray too. Hey, guys, if you want something to pray about, meet people. And when you meet them, just, just, just ask them a few questions. How, how are you? Are, are, are you a family man? Or, or how's your job? And if you ask a few questions... You're going to hear the secret spot that's tender where their need is. And here's where it gets good. Guys, I don't say this every Sunday. If you're a guest today, ask your buddy. I don't say this every Sunday. But I was sitting at a bar top the other day eating breakfast. A gentleman came and sat by me. We ended up just small talking and he found out I was a preacher, found out I was a pastor. And he started telling me about the church he attends about 30 minutes away from, from where I live. And how the church was about to dissolve. They literally are going to close the church because it's, it's a failing work. And they're about to dissolve the church. And after talking to him about why, what, what's, the, what's the issue, I honestly felt like I heard from heaven a secret And I want to share it with you right now. And this this is kind of out of character for me. But I heard in my spirit the Lord tell me people are trying to, listen, serve God by pleasing people. Instead of pleasing God by serving people. You've heard it said and you've even said it about yourself. I'm such a people pleaser. Oh, pray for my son. He's a people pleaser. You need to pray for my wife. She's a people pleaser. I got news for you. First of all, there's no such thing. You can't please people. If you think you can get in the ministry. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too loud. You need to speak up. You dress too fancy. You dress like a slob. You preach too long. You preach too short. Who are you talking about? You. Every one of you. Welcome, guest. Here's the deal. You can't please people. And the sooner you realize that you're not called to please people, hopefully you'll get the revelation you're called to serve people. Now let's talk about catching fish, okay? I'm in my moment. I just met Joe. I just was introduced to to, to Sally. And I'm going to be intentional about this. I'm not just going to shake their hand and move on. This was a God thing. God Put this man in my path at the coffee shop, golf course, Walmart, at the, at the business appointment. You name it. Here he is. I need to find out why. So I'm going to ask a few questions. And when I hear the need, when I hear the sweet spot, when I see and I hear and I, I feel the tenderness, my job is clear to me now, I'm called to meet that man's need. So if it's his marriage... I'm praying about the marriage, and I'm looking for marriage resources, and I'm making phone calls to others. I'm gaining some wisdom and some experience on how to navigate this because God put him there for a reason. God's going to circle me back. It's going to be a weird, a weird deal. We're going to be back at the same birthday party one year later, and I'm going to be able to say, Hey, how's, how's your son that you, you know, last year is this crazy birthday party. You told me that your son was sick. How, how's, your, how's your son? And the fish is going to have fish eyes. And he's going to say, how did you remember that? Well, I, I don't know. I just felt like you shared that with me and gave me something to pray about. You're, you're, you're never going to believe it. He's, he's doing so much better. And now I've served him. And when you serve people... You open up the heart to introduce them to Jesus. Stop trying to please everybody and start serving everybody. Why? Because God's not called, He's not called you to be in the pleasing business. He's called you To be a servant and to meet the needs of people. Are you with me? You okay? Everybody all right? Let's go further. I've had my moment. I'm being intentional, looking for the need. And now the getting gets good because now I get to steward over the relationship. Let's talk about that real quick. I'm gonna steward the relationship. Everybody know what steward means? It means I'm gonna manage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for ways to improve it. I'm, I'm not looking for 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 decrease. I'm looking for increase. I'm not looking for setbacks. I'm looking for 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 blessing. So now I'm gonna steward me and Joe, me and Sally, I'm gonna steward this. I know what I've been praying about. I know what their need is. So now I've got to do some stuff for me. You ready, fishermen? Your mama said it this way. Mind your manners. Mind your manners. The book of Colossians chapter 4. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Everyone say full of grace. Seasoned with salt. So that you may know how to answer everyone. There's nothing more unattractive than an unattractive Christian. Professing with their mouth they love the Lord, but treating people like the devil. I've had my moments, you catch me in the wrong mood. Woo, the Noah corrects me. Selah and Esme are embarrassed of me. But at the end of the day, we all have to wake up every morning trying to mind our manners and treating people the way we want to be treated. Serving them, loving them, giving to them, blessing them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, and the message says, let me tell you why you're here. Here's why you're here, everybody. You're here to be salt. Seasoning that brings out the God flavors on this earth. Everyone say salt. It goes on to say, verse 14, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Light? Yes, light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. Everyone say light. Salt, light. Making everything taste better. And brightening up every room, everything you do, if you're going to catch people, if you're going to win people to God, if you're going to be a Proverbs Christian, that, that 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 you're wise because you win souls, it's because you bring a little flavor to every conversation and you bring a little brightening up. You brighten up every environment. You bring a little fun. You bring a little life you bring a little hope, you bring a little joy, you bring a little affirmation, you bring a little encouragement. Hey, you bring a little faith to every single situation. You, my friend, you're, you're, you're getting the attention of a lot of fish. Salt, light. and Now let me put my pastor hat on, and I'm going to pastor a few of you if you'll be willing to listen. Because this is where some of you guys miss your fish. You think you got a bite and you miss it. And you get get discouraged. And you start realizing it's not the fish, it's you. Let me tell you why. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 23. Don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. Keep the main thing the main thing and stop trying to be an expert on things that you yourself are not smart enough to understand. Are you understanding me this morning? God has called you and he's putting you into the paths of people that he wants you to play such a role in, in leading them to Jesus. Where we get off track is that they need a Bible study on the book of Revelation and the four horsemen of the Apocalypse. Well, you know, it's so nice to meet you. Well, what's been happening? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. My job's really good. My marriage is good, but my kids. Have you ever studied the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse? I'm sorry. Hey, I honestly, I honestly just just want to cry sometimes when I when I hear Christians. Trying to talk to coworkers, trying to talk to neighbors, their neighbor, right down the street, and the only thing they want to talk about you know pre- tribulation mid tribulation post tribulation turn to your neighbor and say, "What is he talking about that's the key you're missing your moment you're getting so You're getting so focused on things that do not matter at all. Well, easy there, Reverend. They don't. In winning somebody to God, they matter a lot to the academia and the scholarly theologian. But I'm fishing for people. The theologian, he's already been caught. I'm fishing for people that haven't been caught. And I got to know what bait to throw. The bait that I'm fishing with has nothing to do with the Book of Lamentations. The bait I'm throwing has everything to do with their kids that are half crazy. And their wife and their husband and their finances. I'm preaching better than you're amening right now. Thank you, Denora. Thank you. Fishing. Why? Because heaven needs to be standing room only. And I don't want to go by myself. I want to take you with me. I want to take your kids with me. I want to take your neighbors with me. I want to take every single person I meet with me. So it's your job. Nope, nope. I'm just a fisherman just like you. You're an electrician. I'm a preacher. Both fishermen. Fishing for people. Let's let's steward it. We're going to mind our manners and we're going to understand their world. Somebody say, think like a fish. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm almost done. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22 in the Living Bible. Whatever a person is like, Paul says to the church in Corinth, whatever a person is like, I try to find common ground. Why? Why? so that he will let me tell him about Christ and let Christ save him. What's the secret? Paul knew that Paul wasn't the Savior. Paul's job wasn't saving. Paul's job wasn't judging. Paul's job was to find common ground where the individual would allow him to introduce him to Jesus. Here's the church's real big issue. The church wants everybody that's lost to understand Christianity. But the church isn't willing to understand the lost world. Somewhere, somebody got us all off track that we're not of this world. Guess what? You may not be of this world, but you're in it. (laughs) You watch their cable provider. You eat their restaurants, you drive their cars, you're in it. So if we're going to be successful fishermen, we better understand it. If the only circle you're running with is the circle that's going to heaven, I need to get you out of that circle. Well, I don't know about that. Jesus didn't run around with a whole bunch of saved people. Jesus ran around with fish. He was fishing over meals. He was fishing in the barren places. He was fishing walking up and down the streets. He was fishing. And ladies and gentlemen, every single one of us in this room are called to populate heaven. Let me close today with this. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. In your hearts... Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I just met Joe. I just met Sally. I'm aware of the moment. God put them there. Here we are at the QT gas station. There's a reason. I'm asking certain questions. I'm listening to give me something to pray about. And now I'm stewarding the relationship. But at some point, the fish, the fish is going to go after the bait. And I better be knowledgeable of what to do next. Everybody write these down. And I'm going to pick them up in the next few weeks and dig into them deeper. First of all, be prepared to give an answer of the hope you have. You ready for the answer? It's your story. Where were you when someone told you about Jesus? You don't need your Bible for this one. You don't need a sermon. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a pulpit. <laughs> America's issue right now is it's it's not that there's not enough pulpits. There's not enough stories being told. We got we got enough pulpits because, you know, salvation really doesn't take place in a building with a pulpit. Salvation takes place in a heart. And most of the time, according to Romans, that heart heard, they believed, and they called on the name of the Lord. So tell your story. Tell about the time that, you know, that you grew up and your mom and dad took you to church. Or tell the time about when you were growing up, your mom and dad wouldn't, but your cousin took you. Or tell the time that when you were in college on a Friday night, you ended up meeting this girl, and she said, we're not dating until you go to church. Whatever the story is. Because it's funny, everybody has a story of conversion. How do you have the hope you have? Well, here's my story. Secondly, invite them to church. I thought you just said church doesn't save them, it doesn't. Invite them to church, and I will partner with you in telling them my story. Because I get the joy every Sunday to mix in a little bit about me. And what God's done in my life. And the more stories a person hears, the more they realize that they're going to be a part of a story. A story of conversion. Share Jesus. Tell them about the Savior. It's real easy. Here it is, everybody, in a nutshell. Here's how you share Jesus. You take this and put it in your own words. Every single person that's ever lived and ever will be has a sin debt. Jesus paid the bill. Hell is not somewhere that Jesus sends people that he doesn't like or doesn't agree with him. Sin, that's not it. Hell is simply the place that people go to pay their own bill. It's real easy. Heaven is a place of the people that said yes to allowing him to pay the bill for them. And then last but not least, I'll, I'll leave you with this. If you want to know what to do, how to be prepared for an answer. No matter what. Love them unconditionally. <laughs> one of the church's issues is we like to rank sin. We like to rank it. Hey, I want you to meet my buddy. Man, he's an awesome dude. Now, you know, don't worry about it. He drinks a little. Well, we kind of want to put that one up there. You know, church's idea of what's wrong with everybody. Hey, I want you to meet this dude. I don't know him too well. No, I, mean, you know, I think you did jail time. So put him down here. The next thing you know, we, we, we've ranked them. I got news for you, everybody. <laughs> There's no ranking system lost, saved. And you and I are in the transplanting business. We reach in, we pull out, and we deposit into the saved category. So no matter what your idea of the sin is, love them. Well, their sin's a dark sin. Be light. Their sin is a foul sin. Be salt. Love them. Just a little Sunday coaching. Because when all these vacations are done, everybody's done fishing and everybody's done with the lake and everybody's back from the, the, the beach and everybody's back from being out of town Life schedule is going to get back to somewhat normal and God's going to put you into paths of people and I want you to know how to set the hook over the next few weeks we're going to hear about fish attracting, that's going to be fun we're going to learn how to set the hook. And then I can't wait for my last Sunday in July with you. We're going to learn what it's like to fish with a guide. Makes it a lot easier. Stand with me this morning. I want you in this 10 o'clock service to know how much I love you. You, you're a part of my life for a reason. And that is we're going to go fishing together. And we're going to populate heaven together. To all of our friends that are with us today, I bless you in Jesus' name. Bow your heads and let me pray a blessing over you today. Father God, I thank you for this Sunday. As I have been told today that the message is convicting, I receive that as maybe the ultimate compliment. May this word convict May it move us off the couch in our spirituality. And may it place us onto the shoreline fishing for people. So when we go to work tomorrow, we go to the restaurant today. When we do life with others today, let us be in the moment because you've given it to us. I pray a special blessing over all of our students next week. Protect them, keep them, speak to them and minister to them in an in-depth way. Change their lives forever. In Jesus' name, let the church say one big amen before we go home. Amen, everybody. Amen and amen. I love you. May the Lord bless you. Wednesday night, Bible study 7. Next Sunday, 8.30, 10, 11.30. If you're interested, Growth Track starts 10 minutes upstairs. Enjoy your day.